and welcome to the first rule of film club where three friends gas about the best film that we've seen this week my name's alex i'm eddie and i'm hannah well i wouldn't call this the best film i've seen this week just to clarify this is definitely the best film i've seen this week (laughs) (laughs) and what is that film the film this week is 17 again for those of you who haven't seen it the plot synopsis is this Mike O'Donnell is ungrateful for how his life turned out. He gets a chance to rewrite his life when he tried to save a janitor near a bridge and jumped after him into a time vortex. <laughs> so, I mean, that makes it sound a lot more exciting than it actually is, but I mean, yeah, yeah that, that pretty much sums up. I also think film. it could be extended to say, you know, it tackles themes of loss, hate, anxiety, <laughs> death, regret, basketball. <laughs> basketball. It's great. It's a chick flick, Zac Efron, what more could you want? Matthew Perry, but in short stints. Yeah, in short enough stints. Yeah, effectively, Matthew Perry, sick of how his life went. He could have been a great basketball star, but then he got his girlfriend pregnant at uni. And in the middle of the, you know, the important, you know, the, the, you know, yeah. the match, basically. The I make don't know or what break. You call it. Yeah, the make in or break. The, the last scouts. chance you match. Uh, he just drops the ball and says, actually, yeah, I'm just going to go after my girlfriend. And then he kind of, you know, he wonders what could have been. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how unfair it is that she turns up at that game and is basically like, "Oh, sorry, I'm pregnant." Yeah, I know yeah. you're about. Talk to, about pressure. Yeah, I know you're about to do this really important basketball game that will determine whether you go to uni or not. But yeah, by the way, I am pregnant and we're 17, so you know. You, you kind just, of have to marry. Just me. be aware while you're playing. Play really well, but just have that in the back of your mind, just sort of like you know, staring. Mm. But without that scene, we wouldn't have the jeopardy of the film so I just feel like they could have done it better like I just feel like you wouldn't you really wouldn't tell someone but just she before. doesn't tell him she's she's like oh don't worry about it mm. you have your game and then he's like oh no, I can't do it? my game without hearing from you yeah. babe and then you know like <laughs> and then he has the run back like she doesn't want to tell him it's just he coerces her into telling him what's going wrong mm. But yeah, she was too weak. Why did she tell him? Yeah. yeah. Just just say, after the game, you know, do your game, but whatever. To be honest, there are quite a lot of movie sins in this. Yeah. Like, at the end, the plot lines for the daughter and um, Ned, you know, his best friend, they're mm. resolved, basically, <laughs> in a single line. Yeah. The daughter's just like, oh, I can't wait to date college boys, and Ned <laughs> says some elvish, and then that's just, okay, the whole parent-teacher thing <laughs> yeah. resolved. Also, can we appreciate how Ned makes this movie happen? Yeah, he, <laughs> to be fair, like, I, I want to put my cards on the table and say I, I don't think it's a very good film. Like, I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was okay, but Ned... If it wasn't for him, like, I would have hated it. But he he yeah. really salvaged it for me. I think Ned makes like, a lot of scenes, you know, that string together to make this film happen. Yeah. And ultimately, it's like, without his intervention, basically, there wouldn't be a plot here. It would be so much worse. It would just be, like, a sequence of Zac Efron photo shoots. Yeah. Which just, is kind of what they're going for. It's like a bit of comedy and a bit of, like... But Zac Efron with a shirt off. Yeah, like, basketball. Zac Efron's good looking. Like, look yeah. at this Zac Efron. I actually, yeah. I actually <laughs> think just... Zac Efron does a good job in this film, though, of actually seeming like Matthew Perry. You know, you well, don't feel like he's just an actor pretending to be old in a young person's body. Well, I was mm. thinking this, but when I was watching it, there'd be huge chunks where I'd actually forget that he actually is Matthew Perry. He actually is a 40-year-old man. Like, I'd be watching it, <laughs> thinking, oh, it's just a film about Zac Efron. And then suddenly I'd be like, oh, my God, but I forgot, I've completely forgotten he's not actually yeah. Zac Efron. He's actually, like, a 40-year-old guy. Because when you're doing a body swap movie, you need, like, a, someone who's really, like, you've got really unique voice and really unique mannerisms. Because mm. then when you're being them, like in the new Jumanji film, when The Rock's being Danny DeVito, yeah. he's obviously being Danny DeVito because he's got such a unique voice. 
being like me doing an ma- impression of Matthew Perry is just <laughs> what, what is that? It's just me talking normally and occasionally <laughs> saying something sarcastic. Matthew Perry actually tries to bend to become Zac Efron, I think, yeah. more than mm. Zac Efron tries to become <laughs> yeah. Matthew Perry. They need to meet in the middle, I think. At the end of the film, I thought it was funny because like he was saying stuff like like babe. Yeah. And it was like, what are you doing, Matt? Like, yeah. Matthew Perry doesn't speak like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really rate Matthew Perry in this film very much, to be oh, honest. I think he's okay. fine. I knew I this is coming up. Yeah. Are you a Matthew Perry or You're a Matthew, Matthew not Perry? Mm. <laughs> good good Matthew word Perry. <laughs> Wait, I thought I could come up with something at the start of that, but I really couldn't. <laughs> There's nothing that goes with Perry. Like nothing a, negative, really. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I love to Matthew Perry. I think Perry. he's fine. Like, I mean, he's... I think he doesn't break the film. No, he's he just fine. doesn't look anything like Zac Efron. I think he does. At the end, you guys were saying that. At the end, when he turns around, they both got blue eyes. They both got kind of like the same hair. Like, I can imagine what? they have the same hair. Well, he's got his like slight, like spiked up, like some kind of anime. It's vaguely character. the same color. But yeah, same color. Like, like uh, to be fair, I think Zac Efron. We'll have to revisit this podcast in twenty years, but I think Zac Efron will end up looking a bit like that. I think. Oh my god. Because like, yeah. okay, like. It's like everyone's a very good looking man, but he's not going to be good looking forever. Like, he's going to hit his Have peak. Have you seen his current trajectory? Yeah, he's doing all right at the moment, but he's what, like 28 or something? Yeah, but The Rock is like 50. No, he's not. Isn't he in his 40s? No. I refuse to accept no. that. No, seriously, but, he's quite old. You take it back. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having this. The Rock shall not be slammed until well, we see a bad Rock movie. Anyway. But that's my point, is he still looks good. Yeah, but he doesn't look like he did. 20, 30 years ago. Mm. He looks better. The Rock well, looks responsible, but still hella good. Yeah. But also, he works out. Like, I'm saying, if Zach Efron's forget, if he, you know, thinks, you know, I'm not going to work out anymore. Today, yeah. yeah we'll skip one day, then two days, then he. Then he's Matthew It's a slippery slope with Matthew Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one donut. It'd be a poster in, like, a, uh, in the gym saying, you know, this is Zach, you know, this is what he looked like before but he that, skipped gym day. That's now what this is what I don't he looks really like understand now. because it's like, when he's like, oh, we're all in such good shape and stuff. Mm. It's like, how did you let yourself get to that stage? Because he seems like someone no. who really loves exercise and loves the game. Yeah, but he had kids. He's know. very disappointed. I don't, with I don't his think you're appreciating how many pounds ki- having kids puts on Hannah. Okay, mm. it's not easy. Okay, but basically, okay, wait, let's get let's, back let's, to the yeah, film quickly. We're, we're getting off so on a tangent. A key part of the plot is that when he becomes seventeen again. <laughs> He tries to help his kids and, like, kind of complete his family in a mm. slightly psychotic way. Yeah. Like, he tries to, like, correct issues that his son and daughter are experiencing at school mm. by, like, intervening as a new character. Yeah. And I like, I like that idea because when it first started, I thought he misses the, this basketball shot or whatever. I thought, okay, he's going to go back in time and then he's going to, you know, this time around, he's going to, you know, make the shot. He's not going to have kids and he's going to correct that. And I thought, that's not really the <laughs> right. <laughs> But then I was like, yeah, because I thought that's not really the right message for for people to say, actually, you know, your life went down the wrong path, but, you know, go back in time and try and change it because, you know, that's the best course. So I like that, you know, early on he thinks, okay, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah that was supposed resolved. to be, you know. That was done quite quickly as well. You didn't yeah. have the whole George Bailey thing of half an hour. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Oh, out. yeah. Oh, this is weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there's one positive, it's like if you're not enjoying this film, it's snappy. Like it's over yeah. soon. Yeah, but it moves through. It's like well, an hour and a half. It's like ninety minutes yeah. with yeah. no fat. But it's. But the thing is, I like the idea that you know he has to go and you know he's a bit distant from his kids and from his wife, and you know this is like a new chance to get close to them. Mm. I feel like he doesn't really get close to them though. Like I feel like you know he helps his son get laid a little bit like he says oh you know ask her out or whatever and that's about it mm. his he daughter he basically protects, says he don't bang his this son guy from the bully as well yeah okay i'll give him that so he, he, he protects his son from the bully and he says you know ask this girl out and then his son sets his trousers on fire and then that's kind of resolved then 
I just feel like they could have done more. He could have had like you know this like really you know heart to heart conversation with them, which mm. I don't know, it just didn't really happen. There wasn't a moment where he, you know you felt like they really bonded, and yeah, he was just he was just the cool guy in school, and he was like helping them out for a week. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. It didn't really feel like he'd changed as a person that much. But then can we also reflect on how Stan the bully just like <laughs> absolutely got shortchanged in this film? Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna be such a big deal, and then he has like two scenes yeah you know I thought he was going to come up with some evil plot like he was going to find out the truth and then he was going to you know out him to everyone like I thought he was going to have something to do but he has a lot of reaction shots yeah like they keep cutting to him for a little like he's always there looking moody like oh I don't like this new yeah like he's prominent in a lot of scenes but he Mm. doesn't say anything Yeah. yeah he's there he's just an evil presence you know, I think he's the uh, he's supposed to be the you know the the physical embodiment of evil in this film yeah you know He's a metaphor. Of the cruel world out yeah. there. <laughs> he's, a, he's a metaphor for regret, you know, for all of Matthew Perry's regret. It's bottled up in this one vessel that he mm. has to destroy. That's what I thought it was going to be, but then it just turns out he's just a bit of a douche. Or Zac Efron realises that he was actually a bully when he was at school. Yeah. That he wasn't actually a nice guy. Yeah, That would have been quite a good thing. Because they kind of touch on that. They, they, they just brush against that, but they don't really explore it. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they were even going for that at all. Yeah, I think that's I think way too deep. Zac Efron can't be tarnished in that way. No, it's not his part of his brand. Yeah, no, it's not part of his brand. He's a nice guy. But he is a massive dick to Ned when he throws that party in Ned's house. Yeah, yeah. That, and that, he completely cockblocks him as well. Yeah, so yeah. Ned like helps him out, right? By you know, uh, <laughs> buying him a car. Yeah, buying like, him an you know, Audi R8. Like yeah, just helping him out in like New many clothes. more ways than any friend deserves. Yeah, and then like Matthew Perry now Zac Efron like host this huge party in his house while Ned's out trying to get this girl and then Ned brings like this woman back with him to the house and sees a huge party going on that he hasn't sanctioned mm. and then the teacher not- says oh okay I'm going to leave it now even though you know he was this close like actually you know I, I slag off this film but at least it made me feel emotions which a lot of bad films don't like that scene was actually one of the angriest I've ever been when Ned came home and I thought you know finally he's met a fit woman who likes Lord of the Rings which yeah. is like that's not something you, you know you find around the corner Justice Gets for back. Ned yeah. <laughs> yeah no Justice sequel for Ned yeah, that's what I, I say so. although to be fair when we were re-watching it the scenes when Ned is initially hitting on the head teacher and bit, following bit her around creepy I was like I remember in my head this being really funny and <laughs> actually is dated horribly yeah, now it feels a bit, you know, kind of uncomfortable, like in a sort of like aggressive way. Like, you know, he's <laughs> actually like, you know. Uh, that's just Ned making the film happen. <laughs> but if I was there, I'd be like, I'd actually be a bit nervous. I'd be a bit scared. Like, is this man going like, to attack me? Is he going to like, you know, climb over the table and grab me? Like, it's a bit, you know, it's on that verge. Yeah, of, like, he mentions one psychotic. thing about Lord of the Rings and then that just like turns it around for yeah. her. She's like, oh, suddenly he's the man for me. Yeah. But yeah, actually her about face makes no sense. Yeah. It doesn't really work. But I can imagine that a head teacher would be into Lord of the Rings. I think it's feasible, but the whole that whole turnaround is a bit bit cheap, I think. Yeah, well, you don't actually get a sense for who she is as a person. No. I think, in general, the sort of representation of women in this film is pretty poor. And probably, yeah. if it was being made now, would be quite different. But like, like you were saying about the whole thing of, like, you know, is the arc for the son is he has to try and get his son laid, and the arc for his daughter is he has to stop his daughter from having sex before college. That's yeah. the intervention he has to do, which is pretty Not sexy. very sex yeah. positive. Not very woke. And also at the beginning, when Matthew Perry is supposed to get the promotion and then Wendy gets it <laughs> instead. And he's, the bit I object to is when he looks around the room and all the women are like young and attractive. And he looks around as if to say, 
oh, what the hell, man? I can't believe these women are doing really well and I'm yeah. not, just because they're young and good-looking. Like, they could also be intelligent. Well, no, I think, no I think it's just a young thing. I don't think it's the good-looking thing. I think it's just, like, you know, these, these people have been here for, like, three months. But I hate that scene, that cliche scene of, like, all, oh, isn't this the day of your big promotion? Like, which is words no one's ever said in real life ever before. <laughs> yeah. B, like, you turn to the ocean, oh, and the promotion is, it's someone with dark hair, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's all oh, someone whose name begins with an M. They're like, yeah, yeah. And then it's, oh, we're giving it to Mitchell instead. And they're like, oh. I've seen that so many times, and I hate that scene. Just please, like, if any Hollywood people are listening, just don't do that anymore, because it's so annoying. Sounds like it's tapping into something in oh, your own just psyche. Wind, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Has this happened to you? Yeah. Isn't today I don't, your, your big promotion? I was supposed to have a big promotion today. <laughs> <laughs> and they said they were going to give it to someone whose name begins with an E and has dark hair and blue eyes, but then yeah. they gave it to someone else instead. Oh, they didn't even have blue eyes or brown hair. Well, I think they're just doing it to one meals. That's yeah. life imitating art, though. It is, it? yeah, it's true. That thing you were just saying about the big promotion, that was big another promotion. Big... You don't get told you can have a big promotion at work anyway. <laughs> Simmer down, okay, it's okay. <laughs> big promotion? What's a small promotion? I just don't understand. But I was going to say another movie sin they had was uh, Ned being the expositor. Yes. yes, that was good. That's one beginning. of my favourite things, though. I love it when a film doesn't know how to tell you something, so it just gets a character to like they become know a script writer. Yeah. <laughs> they, isn't they it can a shame that you. your wife and kids hate you? But isn't today the day of your big promotion? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so naturalistic. But yeah, it's like we were saying about Onward. It's nice to have a character. They've got the book of like you know what happens when you tra- travel through time. What happens when you become young again? You know, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I, like I mean, that. it's lazy, but I actually think it works so well because it's like I have this much time before I'm dead yeah and I would like someone to just get to the point sometimes yeah and also it's like in this day and age like most ideas of films have been done before like this is kind of it's a bit like Back to the Future it's a bit like um, It's a Wonderful Life Mm. so if you watch this you've probably seen one of these films before so you probably just want them to cut to the chase yeah it's like if they make a new Spider-Man film you don't need to kill off Uncle Ben again just take it as red that we know he's going to die yeah it's that kind of thing it's like you know just let's just skip so we know he's going to be 17 we know it's happening again yeah (laughs) and we know it's going to be Zac Efron with a cool jacket on yeah I quite liked that they made references to those films though like with Saving mm. the Old Man on the Bridge, that's It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. When he wakes up after he's been punched by Stan, that's Back to the Future. Yeah. At least they paid homage. Yeah, I like homage. that. I like the, you know, they, they, they respected the films. That mm. scene, though, where he wakes up and his daughter's coming on to him, though, that, for me, was a bit too far. Like, no, I, that had to happen. That was, that was an integral part of the comedy. It was all right, but when she's like, oh, I'm an animal, I'm going to climb on top of you, like, it's a bit like... It's perfect. It's creepy. <laughs> 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 it's like... Back to the Future, you know, when he kisses his mum, that's a bit weird. But this is just kind of, you know, they, they, I feel like they wanted to push it a little bit further. There's also a couple of snippets of pro visual effects in this film. Oh, the whirlpool. <laughs> the whirlpool is probably the best because it's yeah. like superimposing some face onto the whirlpool as well. Which yeah. <laughs> and when he turns back into Zack, there's a kind of like call back to the whirlpool moment which yeah. really made me laugh yeah little, yeah like dun 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 the whirlpool reminded me of like you know have you seen like old doctor who where it's just like a vortex with like someone's face in it it's like a 2d image of their face in the vortex <laughs> yeah. so that's what it was i think they've just the copied and pasted bone. that yeah yeah <laughs> it was literally like i mean i think someone made was, that in five minutes yeah uh, it's a five it's minute the only job cgi in the film just put a little bit of effort in that yeah. the sad thing is that probably cost them hundreds of thousands of pounds yeah. I don't believe it that's someone's son honestly you could get like a sink and just spin a, you spin your finger in it and film the whirlpool and just make it look big and just you could like, honestly do that put it like translucently over the footage that yeah, you already have exactly, exactly and that's it you've done it like yeah, that's sorted. free yeah like what, what 20p worth of water on your water bill that's it there were some bits in this film that really made me laugh though to be fair like when um, the Leslie man's date turns up and 
uh, Zac Efron's oh, ripping him to it. shreds. <laughs> and then the date says, oh, it's okay, you know, often people who I date, their sons don't really like me. And she's like, oh, it's not my son. He's like, okay. oh, yeah, that is weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is such a small joke in yeah. this whole film. That is like, you know, what that's, that's what like so 15 specific. seconds of the whole film. I know, yeah. but I <laughs> It's worth it for just that scene. Even though this film wasn't as good as I thought it was when I first watched it. It wasn't as bad as 51st Dates was when I watched it for the second time. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't it hasn't yeah. dated as badly, but maybe in 10 years it will have. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's okay. I can imagine if I was a teenager, like I'd, I'd have enjoyed it more. But it's not. I don't think it's like a film for the ages that like everyone can put it on and everyone can love it, and it's always good. I think it easily passes the six laugh test. Like it still stands up as a as a comedy yeah. that you can put on. It's nice and easy to watch with your family. Mm. But it's not gonna ever make the America Film Index's top one hundred list. No, that's fine. It's not no. cracking that. No, I would say. Are we ready for ratings? Yeah. Yeah. I would it. say for me, this is a solid, uh, like, I feel like it's a good time. So it's a solid six and a half out of ten. Mm. It could be a seven if you're in the right mood or if you had like two beers. Yeah. Mm. Or it's if the you're perfect if you're a teenager, film. yeah. If you're a teenager and you're on like a first date or whatever, or you know, like you got someone around, like you know, I think that's per you know perfect film. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. Sounds harsh, but this is actually me being generous. Uh, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Like I think it's not bad. It's not. It's not great, but it's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's fine. Like it's it's a fine film. It works. Like it's there's nothing I broken about it. I can't believe that you're being so scathing about it. I'm not being scathing. I'm not even being scathing. Harsh. I'm not being scathing. It's right, just fine. It's not black and white. It's not art house. <laughs> I'm not saying that. It's just it's a fine film. There's no, nothing. It's not good. It's not bad. It's it's, a, it's just a film. That's the thing. It's yeah. just it's it's you know. Digital it's pixels on a screen <laughs> with audio. That's 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 my review actually. That's my review. You're right. That's it, what is. That is. it definitely is pixels on a screen with audio. I think when we sat down to watch it compared to onward, how much we had to say about yeah. that and all of the different themes and stuff, it's made me realise this film just is good fun, but mm. it's not that deep. Yeah. I guess. But I really like this film. I've I've watched it many times. Mm. So I guess I should probably give it a seven or an eight. Ooh. Well, I don't know, because the thing with the rating system is, it's not flat. You know what I mean? Like, I can accept that. <laughs> You're right, it's three-dimensional, man. <laughs> it's constantly changing, you know, it warps, you know. It's what, constantly what? shifting in time and yeah. space. <laughs> I just mean, Kill Bill I gave, like, an eight. Yeah. So if I give this an eight as well, it's like saying the same amount of work and thought went into no, it, but no, it's no. Kill Bill. No, it's not about work and thought, it's just about how much you enjoyed it. You could work and you can you can spend like twenty years in a film. It can be rubbish, mm. you know. In the enjoyment stakes, I probably would give this an eight because mm. I found it funny. I like Zac Efron. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's that's why you like it. <laughs> if you enjoyed it the same amount as Kill Bill, Hannah, that's fine. That's, that's you. Yeah, that's on you. No <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, oh, she has awful taste. But well, no, do you know what? I'm no. owning it. Yeah, exactly. I like this. Yeah, film. do it. You know what? None of us are claiming to have good taste, apart yeah. from probably Eddie, who has good taste. I don't know because I would say Avengers. Assemble is probably ten out of ten. One of the best films ever made. So, well, and what even is taste anyway? What you know? Oh, man, you know it's just pixels <laughs> it's and deep. sound. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's all just Isn't a construct, it? you know. Man, it's not a flat rating system. Yeah. Okay, great. So we have a little game. Mm. Because this whole film is a would you rather mm. be in the present or be in the past? Oh, this is such a mm. slick linking. Yeah. And even though often, it's not. And really. you often play this game at school. We're yep. gonna play a little round of would you rather. Mm. 
Alex, you can go first because you were boasting that yours was amazing. Okay, here's my would you rather. Would you rather live in a world where you, like, the toys come to life but mm. only you can see it mm. or a world where like, none of the toys are coming to life and no one can see it? It's just the real world. Yeah, just the well, real world. The real world as that we think. Well, actually, maybe... Yeah, yeah just the real, the real world, world might not be that. I mean, to me, the toys are alive and they just can't communicate with me and they're screaming mm. inside. Oh. So that's my <laughs> version of reality. But I would say, you know, a world where the toys aren't interacting with you. Because in a world where the toys are coming to life, you have that aspect of magical, but you're also a crazy person. Yeah. Mm. But what if you didn't get on with them, though? Because I feel like that's awkward because you come home, you've had a bit of a tough day at work, you come back, you just want to relax, and then suddenly the toys are there, they're like climbing on top of you, saying, oh, you know, what <laughs> you know can we watch this, can we do that? Andy's hole. Yeah, we need food, and also the food bill's going to shoot up, you've got to probably buy them clothes and stuff. Oh, shit. They want to go this out. is such it's, an easy decision, isn't it, really? It's like having kids, but... Why, why would you want them to come to life? I don't really understand why that's a draw. Well, it's magical. I think, actually, on the face of it, if you ask people if they want toys to be able to come to life, they'd be like, yes, because... Mm. You know, you love some toys and you want them to speak back to you. Mm. What if you're trying to declutter though and all of them are alive and you're like, oh my God, Mm. this is a nightmare. But what if it was like Ted and you had a really hilarious teddy bear (laughs) that was constantly following you around (laughs) making inappropriate jokes? (laughs) But that was the problem in that film that you couldn't have a girlfriend because Ted was being like so annoying and like, you know. Yeah, in a way actually, I've just ripped this from Ted 2, so I apologise. Or Ted (laughs) 1. Both, yeah. (laughs) The the Ted series. So what we give him Ted out of 10? <laughs> I really liked Ted. I thought Ted was like a seven and a half for me. Yeah, I'd say, I reckon seven and a half as well. I can't remember anything about it apart from the yeah. lightning song. It's thunder, but yeah. No. There you go. <laughs> 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 That's how much right. of an impression that made on me. Okay, someone else give us a would you rather because that was not strong. No, okay. I like that. Would you rather always be a bit too full or always be a bit too hungry? <gasps> oh. This is this is quite aptly timed because we had that really big curry yesterday, so, and I was way too full then. But it's, I still think I'd stand by. I'd rather be too full because I hate being hungry because my body shuts down when I'm hungry. There's literally no answer because if you're always a bit too hungry, you just you know like you will be fat. Like there's no mm. way to it around it, and you'll probably yeah. like eat yourself to death eventually. Yeah. Mm. And if you're always too full, you'll probably like you'll be quite thin, but you'll always be uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I, I would always be too full. I, I think. prefer being too full because, like, you groan a bit, you hold your belly, and you sort of you roll about on the sofa. But being hungry is just you shut down. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. I'd rather like be able to survive and just like live my life without having to constantly eat food. Mm. Although if it's only slightly hungry, oh, man, this is tough. This is much. Come back to this next week. <laughs> email in if you've got any thoughts. Would you rather be too hungry or too full? Oh, Let's what's the your email? Uh, we have got set up an email now, and it is Film Club Rules at gmail.com because we couldn't get the first rule of film club because that was already taken. <laughs> we are going to need such a snappy jingle yeah. for that. Okay, final question. Would you rather you have to poo out your mouth or you have to eat through your butt? Oh, Eddie. <laughs> it's well, sad, but I've considered this. Ah, okay. Because I've always thought, like, obviously <laughs> eating through your bum would be a bit weird. You can't go to restaurants, can but you? But it would be quite a fun party trick. Yeah. <laughs> to actually gain sustenance yeah. by sitting on something yeah. quite funny. <laughs> so yeah definitely I'd, I'd definitely rather eat through my bum oh, okay. oh this is such a horrible one. Oh, sorry because, you don't have to answer it no because the thing is like you wouldn't be able to go out 
for meals or anything because mm. it would just be weird to take the plate and put it on your chair and then well, just sit on it. You wouldn't be able to go back somewhere more than once. <laughs> yeah, no. You'd have or, to be or have no, any friends. You'd yeah. have to be like nomadic and always be travelling around until people realised who you were. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe Jack Reacher has to do that. That's why he travels from town to town. But imagine how special it would be to form a connection with someone mm. and then to do that and for them to look at you and go, you know, I, I love you for who you are even though you eat stuff through your bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a film in that. There's a film in that, or at the very least a Sex and the City episode in that. There's definitely a film in that. Yeah. No, oh, in boy. Sex and the City, they dump them for that. Yeah. They've dumped them for a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> but then eat, like, pooing through your mouth would You'd be need so to, horrible because you taste it. I think if you bring a portable toothbrush with you everywhere you go. No. A little bit of Listerine. And nose... A nose, nose plug yeah, yeah. type thing yeah. to limit the smell factor. Yeah. I think I poo through my mouth, but I just have a little kit that I take everywhere. Yeah, a little in my so brush your teeth afterwards. If you're on a date, you know, get the smell of poo out your mouth. Yeah. 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 I think that's. I smart. just don't think you can brush teeth that thoroughly. I think that's the kind of thing that. Be good for your <laughs> microbiome. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, we've solved that one. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on that delightful note. Talking of a load of shit, that was our review of uh, Seventeen again. <laughs> <laughs> we got like suitably weird yeah. given how weird 17 again is yeah. <laughs> I feel like we always emulate the tone of the film like yeah. the bad education episode was so calm and like serious and then yeah. this has just been frenetic like well, bouncing off the walls well that's why I'm worried if we do No Country for Old Men next week because that's pretty heavy I don't want us to all start you know attacking each other oh spoiler so the, what is the film for next week it is No Country for Old Men by mm. the Coen brothers uh, and I don't know what year it came out but I'm sure you can google it so yeah Give that a watch if you haven't seen it before, or even if you have seen it, watch it again. And I believe No Country for Old Men is available on Netflix in the UK at the moment. So you don't have to spend a penny to watch a fantastic film. Oh, wow. And then to listen to this free podcast. So in, in fact, you're getting two things for, for free, basically. Wow. You just so, yeah. I don't think you can say fair anything that. anymore. Yeah. Don't have to, you don't have to talk to people. Yeah. Rishi is going to be so pleased with this economizing. <laughs> yeah. And how can the listeners get in touch with us? Uh, they can get in touch with us by email at filmclubrules at gmail.com. How exciting. Which is very Ooh. exciting. So let uh, us know your thoughts on the film. Suggest films to us. Anyway, we should stop now. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. And we look forward to next week when we're talking about No Country for Old Men. Bye. 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 Bye.